Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Power Your Life show, and I'm Joanne White. And I always say that we are leaders in our own lives, and not only that, it's so important that we know not only how we're leading ourselves, but many of us who are leaders in companies and organizations and in groups need to recognize what that means, what is leadership all about, and how do you really demonstrate not only to the people that you're leading, but to yourself what it means to be a strong leader and how to tap in to those skills that are within you. Well, Today, I have just the person that's going to help us grow our own leadership skills within ourselves at every single level and also help leaders in the business world. So here we go with Steve Gutzler, who's the president of Leadership Quest. That's a Seattle-based leadership development company. Steve uses humor, clarity, and insight and to communicate leadership and business sales solutions. He believes every keynote presentation should transform a life and inspire leadership. I love that. Steve promotes emotional intelligence for leadership and unleashes the leader inside of you to groups of 50 to over 5,000 people. He's delivered proven results and has engaged and inspired audiences with his messages of extraordinary leadership achievement, success, and significance for 26-plus years. Having coached and trained CEOs, presidents, professional athletes, and world-class organizations, Steve's insights have gained a global reputation as an authority on high-performance leadership, emotional intelligence for exceptional leaders, growing leaders at every level, and how to accelerate sales success. He's delivered over 2,500 presentations to clients that include Microsoft, Starbucks, Boeing, Starwood, Huffington Post, U.S. Security Administration, U.S. Probation, and more. And Steve was recently voted, congrats, number one by the readership of Huffington Post as the most inspirational leader on social media, and he's going to inspire you today. Thank you, Steve. How are you? <laughs> wow. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you, Joanne. I'm I'm just thrilled to be with you and your listeners. Um that was a stellar intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, leader to me, like I said, leadership is so important and you have mastered the skills and what you do so beautifully is you 
translate them so that people can really do that within their own lives and within their, in their own organizations and business. I didn't mention something, which I want you to even mention first, and that is this new book. You have this incredible new book that is called Splash, and I'm excited about it. So before we even get into more of the leadership skills and how to grow leaders, tell us about Splash and the story behind it. Oh, thank you, Joanne. Yeah, Splash is a it's an inspirational read. It's a mo- motivational book. A lot of my keynoting, um, whether it be workshops or keynoting, is always built around stories and illustrations. I really love to tell stories about inspiring leaders, uh, real life leaders, whether they have titles or positions or not. In fact, some of the best leaders, as you know, Joanne don't really even have a title. They might be just a, you know, a, an entrepreneur, somebody at their home, a single parent. But they're demonstrating leadership every single day uh, by their influence, by the impact they create, by the inspiration, uh, by how they live, you know, how they demonstrate their lives. Those are the leaders that really we gravitate towards. They're not necessarily the the big titled position individual. We need those. But um, Splash, Splash is, it, it came about in a time actually at a low point in my life. I think we all have those where we have these defining moments. I was unemployed. This was 20 years ago, um, kind of in, a, in the doldrums, if you will, uh, not really sure what my next step was going to be. I didn't have much uh, money in my bank account. Uh, but I always had this dream of working with personal leaders. That's what I, I love doing is is working with individual leaders. And I thought, man, it would be so awesome if I could take leaders on a quest. Uh, because I was in the midst, in these four months of unemployment, I was in a, a personal quest of rediscovering myself and trying to figure out my purpose and where I was going. And I actually did some documentation during that time. And I said, it would be awesome to start a company called Leadership Quest. And that's, that's when I started my company when I was unemployed. And um, I've since been able to uh, – it hasn't been up and to the right, but you, you mentioned a lot of the amazing clients. But in the midst of that time, I was driving out of our subdivision, and I was looking at a little bus stop full of kindergartners or first graders, and one little boy – it was raining. I live in Seattle. It was raining. One little boy was hopping in the the puddles in a rain slicker, and he was jumping up and down. He was looking around, and all the other people around him, all the other kids were kind of, you know, grumbling and mumbling. And here was this little guy just splashing. And it was right <laughs> after I thought about, you know, right after I started thinking about I want to start this company, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that on a daily basis. I'm going to create these little splashes every single day. And rather than mumble about the weather, complain through life, I'm going to really try to kind of just live at one splash at a time. And it became a visual for me, if you will. So that's, that's kind of the, the, uh, the nature, the title of the book. And then we, we, we walk through 10 traits to build momentum in life and leadership. I really believe life is all about creating momentum. And when you start feeling that, it's like dominoes. It just creates this chain reaction. So that's, uh, that's the, uh, 
concept or the the beginnings of Splash, Joanne? Well, it's 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 what I have a great image of that little boy <laughs> splashing yeah. around with incredible enthusiasm, which really need, leaders need to be able to communicate enthusiastically and get people that are working with them involved and engaged and and on board with what they have to offer. So I have a question that I think is important. When you work with leaders, and, and, and like I said earlier, I think we all are leaders, and you do some presentations. One is called Unleash the Leader Inside of You. I love that title, too. So how does somebody do that? What what kind of qualities or traits are are within us that you help or that we need to really bring out so that our leader emerges strong and powerful and ready to lead? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I think first and foremost, I like the concept of of encouraging people that you're not broken. So if I work with you, Joanne, obviously you're not broken. And and unfortunately, I think there's a message out there that says, oh, you really need this huge makeover. You need this complete reset of your life. And that may be the case in some people, but most of us need to make what I call the three to five degree shifts. And unleashing the leader is not so much about this big uh, dramatic change in our life, but I think it has to do with core essentials that we begin to shift. I call it the three to five percent shifts. So one shift would be shifting from any victim speak, any victim thoughts, kind of that self-dialogue that goes on in our head to real strong leadership language. I really believe that whatever we're thinking about, we begin to speak. And the words that we speak are powerful. They shape, they influence, they either draw people to us or they repel people. So the first shift I take leaders through, it may seem very subtle, but I'll say, look, if you can make a three to five degree shift, an increase in your leadership vocabulary, watch your words. They matter. They're contagious. And so shift away from kind of that victim speak, that negativity, that cynicism, that mediocrity, to more powerful language that draws people. And um, I give in my presentations an example of when I was in kind of a funk and I slid into kind of this, it wasn't negative, it was just kind of this subtle malaise in my language. And I ended up going and speaking to a group of burn victims believe it or not. It was a nonprofit organization. And in this group was a collection of individuals that had burns from 35 to 95% of their bodies. And it was the most moving thing to stand before this group of 40 young adults. And I was called to inspire them. And I'd spent the entire day with them. We actually did a rafting trip. And at the end of the day, I spoke with them. And I said, you know, you have inspired me. I need to be honest. I've I've never been around burn victims. I was nervous. And a young man raised his hand and said, "Uh, Mr. Gutzler, in all due respect, we never refer to ourselves as burn victims. We are burn survivors. Burn survivors. Right. And what they teach them during their rehab and healing and all of the processes that they go through when they're in these uh, burn units is immediately they begin to refer to them as survivors. And as I I thought about that, I thought, 
how powerful that is. They teach them that the burn is not a defining moment of their life. It is a part of their life. It does not ultimately define them. What defines them is their survival mentality. And this was about five, six years ago, and I made a distinct – this is a a true defining moment for me. I made a distinct decision. I was going to change the way I speak, change the way I think. I'm not a victim. I am a survivor in all aspects of my life. And I can tell you, Joanne, from that moment to this, the change, the results, the uh, associations in my life have dramatically changed. I coach uh, 30 leaders right now. Six of them are CEOs. I coach the highest-ranking female executive in the NFL. I have the one of the highest-ranking executives in, in Microsoft. And I don't say that to brag. I say that as a testimonial that if my language was less than powerful, I would not attract powerful leaders. And I would you know, challenge that's... each of your listeners. Yeah, I would challenge each of your listeners to think about that. I don't say that to say, oh, I'm up here, you're down here. I would just say, think about your language first. What are you speaking to your family, to your children? What are you speaking to yourself? That's the number one person we talk to is ourselves. And uh, everybody's got a bad day, but I'm very intentional about my self-talk. From the moment I get up, Throughout the course of my day, even when I face a setback or a failure, I have to kind of reset and reset my vocabulary. So that's a big shift. That's, that's, a, that's an example, Joanne. You know, I think it's a very important example because a lot of our self-talk or talk to others, the words we use or the way we, the way we describe who we are, how we feel or whatever, may often be that victim mentality, yet it's automatic. It, it, it may just come out. I just caught one of my clients the other day who said, that killed me, and I said, Take a look at what you just said, and you're and you're going through a physical illness right now, and you're you're perpetuating that within yourself. So how do mm-hmm. we stop? Because it is important, and I've had to train myself just like you. How do we stop that language, those those thoughts, that self communication and communication to others that happen so quickly, so automatically, without thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, I begin with writing a list of words I use and list of words I don't use. For instance, I don't like to use the word hate. I don't like to use the word like you just said that kills me. Um, I I don't like to talk about problems. I like to talk about solutions. I don't like to talk about things I dislike. I like to talk about and accentuate the things I like. Um, and it's just a shifting. I don't like. I don't use the word tired. I don't use the word old. <laughs> I cut that out of my language. And it's a funny thing, but I hear people. I mean, I'm. I've got uh, a, a son and a daughter in their early 30s, and I I hear young people. I consider them young. I consider young people saying, "I feel so old," or "I'm getting old." I don't like to use that just because it sends a message to my body and it communicates, uh, or I don't use the word tired. Um, Every day I want to get up and say, um, I'm not tired, I'm inspired. 
today's a great day. I feel great energy. Um, and so, I mean, intentionality in our words is really powerful. It sends s- signals and messages and chemicals into our brain. It sends signals and messages and chemicals to others. We literally can attract individuals with our language. And that's a, that's a hallmark of emotional intelligence, which is a cornerstone training I do, Joanne, is EI used to be thought of, emotional intelligence used to be thought of as just a soft skill. And it's actually a hard-edged leadership skill because your highest performing leaders, I don't care if you're a nurse, if you're a teacher, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in sales, your highest performing leaders have amazingly high levels of self-awareness. They understand they're contagious. Their mood, their attitude, their emotion is literally contagious. And once they recognize that, you want to talk about leadership. Your strongest leaders have high levels of emotional intelligence. They are self-aware. They understand that every single day they hold a virus. (laughs) They're contagious. And that mood (laughs) that they display that mood and attitude literally will, will uh, lift people or it will deplete people. It will draw people to themselves or it will re- repel people. And, um, you know, it's, the it, first – yes, go ahead, please. It's really very, very real, very strong. There's been research, just to support what you've, you're saying, about the power – of words, of the feeling, of the sentiment behind it, and how it can, just what you're saying, really, whatever, you're, whatever somebody's saying ha- can have an effect on other people and even on their health and on the way they, they go about their day and, and the way they view other people and themselves. So, so what you're saying is so very, very important, and we need to recognize, like you said, the power that we can wield within our lives and other lives by, by how we speak, what we say. Yeah, there's a – I'd like to say that there's two tracks that we need to be aware of in our personal leadership. One is the smart track. The smart track has to do – like if I were to work with you, Joanne, I would say, Joanne, let's talk about your vision for the next 12 to 24 months. How clear are you with that vision? And you'd say, well, I'm pretty clear. And I'd say, but no, I mean, really specifically clear. What are your desired must-haves? Do we have real actionable goals to support it? We need to be really smart with that. We also need to put in place a clear strategy. We also need to get, you know, the right team in and around you, whether it's a hired team or a support team or inner circle. We need to get a financial plan. We need to get you the right technology. We need to be smart. But the other track of leadership is what I call we need to be really healthy and powerful. And that has to do with a lot of the soft skills that support our vision. And some people have the right vision, the strategy. they got a great business plan, all that, but they're not very likable. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like taking them aside and say, you know that you're not very likable? (laughs) <laughs> you can't say that to people, but I mean, it's true. Some people have, they're really smart, but they're not very self-aware or they self-sabotage themselves by not self-regulating their emotions during, um, 
volatile moments. I call them the 17% moments when we're under stress. Um, I just I just received an email yesterday that was disturbing. And I told my executive assistant, Jamie, I go, we're not going to respond to this for 48 hours. And she knew why. Because I need to self-regulate my own emotions. If I If I respond immediately, I'm going to respond in that same emotionally high-charged tone that won't provide a solution. You know, it's so interesting first- because... I went through that yesterday on a personal, professional level, and I did just what I knew not to do, which is what you were also saying not to do, and I let my emotions just jump up, and I responded without waiting and and, and really being conscious and whatever, and it backfired, and now I'm um, cleaning it up. <laughs> so you're yeah. so, you're yeah, so that's, with that. Yeah, and that's... I mean, we've all done that, and I still do that. But that's one of the – you said, what are the hallmarks of leadership? I would say number one is self-awareness, understanding you're contagious. Watch your language, your emotion, your attitudes, those moods. You hold a virus. What are people catching? The second is self-regulation. The number one person I need to lead and the toughest person to lead is myself. And it will distinguish a leader uh, nothing will distinguish a leader faster with how they handle those 17% moments. Uh, there's a lot of research that says that 83% of the time we are high-functioning, we handle the task and relationships, but that's not really what matters. What matters is the 17% moments when we're under stress or we have a challenging relationship. How you navigate that will determine your true reputation. So and, so let's say, okay, given my, and I'm not going to go into the details, but let's say one of your leaders, or me or whomever, decided not or, or just jumped the gun rather than moderating and modulating and, and stepping back and really being conscious and of what he or she wanted to present the message and and the response or whatever. What happens when you mess up and you're totally aware you mess up, you messed up, but it's already been out there. You've already put that out there to yourself, to maybe a group of entrepreneurs that you've been working with or, or one or whatever. What do you do to get back on track? Well, I think uh, the toughest thing always is, Humility, right? And I think that is a great step. And I think being able to be honest. And you don't have to throw yourself on a sword and uh, over overdo it. But I often will say, hey, look, I know there was a lot of emotion behind that. And that's because you care and I care. And I, I, I probably should – I'll even just say, I probably should have waited in my response because there's a, there's a far better solution than I think how I responded and I just want to acknowledge the, the emotion of the moment. Sometimes if you just acknowledge that, it's like when you even see a politician or anybody that at least acknowledges, you give them the benefit of the doubt. But if they hold the line, if they you know, dig in deeper, they just make it worse. So I always like to go ahead, acknowledge, acknowledge it, but then learn from it. And I think uh, I have a I have a journal, and often I I'll put down my failings or how how I could have handled that better. 
Uh, and always it's handling cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And when we get that hijacked moment, that cortisol, you go from your rational brain, Joanne, to your oh, emotional yeah. brain in a literal, literally a second. I mean, it's it can fire that quickly. That's how I saw it yesterday. (laughs) Yep, it's just like boom. You literally feel, you literally feel your blood pressure and your your uh, heart rate. All of that accentuates. Now, the good news is this: cortisol stays in your system at a real heightened rate about eighteen to twenty minutes. So even if you can self-regulate for twenty minutes and say, (laughs) "Oh my gosh." This really ticks me off. I can't believe they said this. Are you kidding me? And you just see the one line that really, you know, tipped you over the point that triggered you. Um, And rather than jump to judgment, you say, you know what? I'm not going to respond right now. I'm going to stop. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to have lunch. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go run an errand. I'm going to come back. And I'm going to really uh, come up with a better solution, a better response. And you take that break and cortisol actually dissipates out of your system for the most part. And your rational brain, it's almost like these two thermometers, one goes down and the other comes up. Your rational brain goes back up and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm not going to respond in that same tone. I'm going to give a measured response, uh, one that offers a true solution. And I've done this numerous times now uh, in lots of different settings, uh, and I've I've still make mistakes. But this is what that's the um, it's called the brain science behind emotional and hijackings. Once you know the signals and the signs, then uh, they're 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 like amber lights. They're like boop boop. They're like blinking, and you're either going to speed up through that light or you're going to slow down and stop. So we really have to pay attention and really be conscious of, of what's going on in our brains, in our physicality, our bodies, and, and in our thought processes, and also in what we eventually, what, what eventually comes out of our mouths. You do some, mm-hmm. so much also with, you talked about emotional intelligence. You also do a lot with stress and stress resiliency, and you mentioned stress before, and now is a very key time not only for individuals, but also for organizations and, and, and leaders, a high-stress time. What, what do you mean by stress resiliency, and how, does, how do people, how do leaders actually be able to help to develop that within themselves, Steve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. That's a great, great question. I love this topic. Uh, a number of years ago, I I don't know if I came up, I doubt I came up with, I rarely have come up with anything original, but I, I u- started using the phrase a lot, the corporate athlete, the corporate athlete. Mm-hmm. And in my individual coaching, I speak to my leaders, and they could be entrepreneurs, they could have high positions or everything in between. I ask them to start thinking in terms of viewing themselves as a corporate athlete, and if you're a corporate athlete, that means you're a high-performing businessman, businesswoman, uh, personal leader. But a part of it is I want you to view yourself almost like this corporate athlete, this athlete that is in training. And you need to take care of yourself. If you want to be an effective 
entrepreneur, you need to be able to train properly so you can handle all of the stress and the uh, pressures and challenges that hit us on a daily, weekly basis. I see so many leaders. I, I work at Microsoft. I was at Microsoft yesterday. You walk through, look at the different cubicles and different people. And I'm not judging people, but you know, here they, the diet Coke cans are lined up, and maybe they got some kind of you know, junk food on their desk or whatever. And not not everybody, but you know what I mean. And and I go through there, and I'm thinking, do they know what they're putting in their body? Do they are they aware that that is uh, giving them a quick hit? But in, in reality, it's draining a lot of their emotional reserves. So I, I talk a lot about what I call the core four, which is strength and conditioning, some form of strength and conditioning, three to four days a week. We hear this all the time. We know about it. But if you're going to be a corporate athlete, if you're going – I mean, I'm on airplanes. I travel. I speak. I can't be sick. I had a cold four or five weeks ago that set me back for like 10 days and it it cost me money. <laughs> it was it was like I can't get on. I'm going to be on a flight next week across the country. I've got to keep my um, immune system strong. I've got to be doing strength and conditioning three to four days a week, no exception. And they these aren't like I go to Gold's Gym or I'm, I do home workouts. These aren't like workouts that you see these guys pumping huge iron. I'm not doing that. I'm doing treadmill work. I'm doing, uh, uh, you know, fast circuit weights, high repetitions, strength and conditioning, number one. Number two, nutrition, a nutritional plan, not a diet, but a nutritional plan where you view food as fuel, not simply as pleasure or medicating yourself <laughs> or comfort. <laughs> not, nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's always a time and place for food being pleasure. And and some comfort. I love good meals, and I'm not overly restricted. But I'll tell you, about 80% of the time, I'm super conscious of what I'm putting in my body. And lots of fish, lots of poultry, lots of vegetables, lots of greens, um, all of those good things. The third of the core four is going to be your supplements. And for women, I mean, it's going to be different than men. And you're aware of that. You know what you need. Uh, but, sure. But, you know, Research it. Think about it. Look at your deficiencies. Um, I won't go into the, the issues of my life. I've got a couple of health issues, but I've, I've, I'm very holistic. I, I appreciate me- medicine, but I'm very holistic about the solutions, the proactive solutions that will guard my health and strengthen my health in a supplement form. And the fourth, of course, is sleep. And... Um, the most underutilized, I guess, recognition of all is knowing the hours and not feeling guilty for rest and recovery. So corporate athlete uh, is a a huge piece of my coaching, my speaking. When I get up and do big keynotes, I say there's three buckets you have to fill. The first bucket is your physical bucket. If your wife can't fill it, your husband, your best friend can't, you have to fill it, Joanne. <laughs> and and yes, you've got to come up with you you got to you got to come up with a plan, and it can't be just a get by plan. It's got to be it's got to be hey this is it's got to be a get after it plan. 
uh, you're either going to go downhill or you're going to go uphill this next year. And if you choose to go uphill, there's going to be some amazing opportunities for you, okay? That's just my little coaching tip for you, Joanne. <laughs> but there is, a, there is a physical bucket. There's an emotional bucket. Those are the things that we fill, that we enjoy, that are non-technology, Hobbies, recreation, recreational activities are so important today. And the third bucket is your spiritual bucket. And you have a lot of guests around that. And you know how important that spiritual bucket is. So um, that's, the, that's the corporate athlete. That's the stress resiliency. These are the proactive things that will make or break a personal leader today. You know, everything you just said is so really important because we we and I and I love the fact that you also take a look at not just prescription or whatever, but also alternative ways of taking care of yourself, the physicality of your body, because we need we are all different. We have attributes that are the same, but we we are different beings, and we have to really know who we are so that we can take care of ourselves. So so really honing in. On those different areas is is mm-hmm. very very. I love that you yeah. talk a lot. Yeah, I, I'm rushing. Yeah. I wish we had another whole hour here. You talk about sustainable success. There's so much now in terms of sustainability in business and in, in in how we grow our plants, our food, or whatever. What? How would you describe sustainable success? I love it, by the way. I don't know if you've coined it, but, but it's catchy. <laughs> mm. Well, it comes from my background. My dad owned and operated a restaurant, and he would say, we're going to build a sustainable restaurant with a sustainable business. And, of course, it had to do with how we treated our customers, and it also had to do with how we treated our employees. And my dad said, really at the core of business, it's relationship. And these are the things that we know, but we forget. So I'll give you a, for instance, every holiday I get peas, my most valuable, profitable clients, holiday gifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I get, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, I've done this for years, but what I get my clients would blow most people away. And not and I don't say that to impress because I did this back years ago. I knew the importance of gift giving and showing people that they really matter to you. And I treat my clients like family. I mean I make a list. It is a customized gift list. <laughs> it is a a lit I, I just told I was with Probably my number one client yesterday, I can't go into it, but my number one client yesterday, I was with him, and I told him, and I didn't say it. I go, I'm not telling you this to, you know, get huge (laughs) rave reviews. I just want to tell you what I'm getting you for Christmas. And his jaw, (laughs) and he goes, Steve, I can't tell you how generous and how thoughtful that is. Thank you. And I don't do that to manipulate. I do that to build sustainable relationships which is sustainable success and that is one i i see people uh, if i if you were to say oh i give everybody the same christmas card or holiday i would say stop that right now people throw those away they don't even look at them they glance at them and they throw them away 
Don't do anything unless it's customized. And you don't have to, like, do I get 100 people this? No. I get, tw- I get about 12 or 15 people gifts. But sustainable is always think in terms of relationships, Joanne. How can I shock and awe, create uh, unbreakable cords of loyalty with the people that matter most to me? And I love that it. just came to my that just came to my mind as a as an example because I think I'm thinking about the holidays. I get excited. I really believe that giving begins the receiving cycle. It's just an unbelievable law that I believe that God has put in place. That um, the measure by which you give, you will receive, and it will be pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over. <laughs> I love that concept. And also relationships. Relationships are in everything. Everything in my mind, and I think I've written about this too, so we're in sync. Everything is about a relationship, whether it's with your pet, with your employees, with the people that you're serving, with other organizations, whatever. So so that's so very important. And I love how you put that together with the sustainability success piece. We are out of time. Do you believe that? It's amazing. It went too fast. Tell people, it but before by. you do, give me, give, uh, give our listeners a little splash or two that's in your book. <laughs> yeah, real quick. So splash, the subtitle is the 10 remarkable traits to build momentum in life and leadership. And remember, I mentioned momentum is like, you know, if you think of a big domino, if you could push over one big domino, it starts this chain reaction. So one of the, one of the traits I talk about is turning your work into a calling and getting back to really viewing, and it may not even be your dream job, but once you just say, rather than viewing it as work, I'm going to start viewing it as a calling, like, like a purpose, like an assignment. And I give people kind of a template by which how to get how to gain purpose, identifying your center, identifying your cornerstone character, and identifying what you're going to con- con- uh, contribute in this one and only life. That's called a purpose statement. And when you come up with those three things, my center, my cornerstone values, and what I'm going to contribute, then you wake up every day. It doesn't matter if you're a middle school gym teacher or you're, you know, program computer person, whatever. Every day your broader calling is that purpose. So to me, everything begins with purpose. The second trait we talk about is vision. And, oh, my gosh, I just love this. When you can identify what you really want to accomplish in your professional life and your personal life in the next 12 to 24 months. You don't have a – do a big 10-year plan. Come up with what half of your page, what I'm going to accomplish professionally in the next 10 to you know, 12 to 24 months, what I want to accomplish personally as a person, things with my family, my health, my finances. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to get crystal clear. I'm going to build goals that support it. So those are a couple of traits. Um, anyone can go to my website, stevegutzler.com. It's Steve, G-U-T-Z-L-E-R.com. And right on the homepage is the book Splash. It will link. It will take you to Amazon. You can go to Amazon and get it. And I, I love 
promoting it because it's inspirational. I've heard so many stories of people saying, Steve, I loved it. It wasn't this big, heavy, long read. It was short. It was inspiring. You gave coaching tips at the end of each chapter. So um, I call it the gift of inspiration. <laughs> we're, we're in the giving season. It'd be a perfect gift for a, uh, a spouse or a child or a, uh, yourself. So um, that's a little bit on Splash. Wonderful. Steve, you you have so many beautiful ideas, and, and you are an inspirational leader in your own right and really help others transform themselves into being leaders that they also like and can follow within their own themselves. So thank you so much for all that you do, and thanks for being on the Power Your Life show. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the gift of uh, of your time as well. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a beautiful holiday and take care. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks. So think about everything that Steve Gutzler said and remember to get this book. I, I said, I said, as I said earlier, I love the title Splash and there are so many gems within it that will not only offer you inspiration but will help other people and inspire other people and get them on the path of their own leadership and being conscious, conscious of what they're doing in their lives to to make a difference. And before we go, next week we have on December 20th, Deborah Southworth, who's going to be talking about the importance of spiritual alignment. If you missed any of today's show, you can find it on Blog Talk Radio or on my website. I'll give you the short version, doc, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org, where you can find articles and upcoming shows and all sorts of other free information. And happy holidays to everyone wherever you are. Have a blessed day. And thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.